Hi, it's Adam, and welcome to my podcast, Marketer Insider, where you'll get the inside scoop on what's working in the marketing world today. You'll hear case studies from real-world businesses and interviews from successful, respected, and sought-after marketers. Steve Fernandez is an incredible entrepreneur and marketer. In this episode, we talk about his amazing story. We talk about how he was able to leave a corporate job once he started his online business selling ebooks and this income eventually allowed him to move from India where the cost of living is much lower than where he moved to, which was Sydney, Australia, and he was actually living in Bondi Beach. This is an episode you're gonna love, enjoy. Hey Steve, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Super excited to have you because you're someone that has quite a unique story. So I'd like to maybe take it back a bit. What was it like growing up in your household and what were some of the beliefs you were brought up with around business and marketing? Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, So yeah, beliefs that I had around business and marketing uh, when I was brought up. So it wasn't really even something that was talked about, like having a business, like the whole idea of marketing was not something that was discussed at home. It's not something that had been uh, exposed to when I was like, growing up, to be honest. Um, yes. I started working and I started following a few people on social media that I start, start, I learned mm-hmm. about um, business and marketing. And that's how I kind of learned about that world. Awesome. What, what actually prompted you to start looking at those people that were talking about business and marketing? I was just looking out on YouTube for workout videos and there were like a few people Mm who uh, did uh, workout videos and I was following them just like for workouts. And then uh, they also started sharing books that they read. And I started reading some of those books and some of those books were business minded, uh, business related books. And that's just like uh, opened up my mind to the possibility of having my own business. And, uh, yeah, it's just, that's from, that's where it started from. Great. And what were some of those books that you started to read that actually opened your mind up to the possibilities of, you know, creating a business and becoming an internet marketer? Uh, so the very first book or the book that kind of had the most impact on me was the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Um, so in that book, he talked about how you could have your own online business. You didn't need to be location dependent. Um, you could like work from anywhere in the world that you wanted to. And, uh, it was a very like practical kind of book at the time in terms of how do you go about setting it and what are the objections that you may come up while you're setting up your business, how to deal with them. Um, so that really just opened up my mind to the possibility of starting my business and, uh, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. Awesome. So after you, you read the four hour work week and maybe some other books, how did things progress for you? Like, when did you actually decide, okay, I want to be doing this full time or I want to actually at least make an income from, from digital yeah. marketing? Yeah, so I think it was uh, 2016 for me. Uh, I had a full-time job that time and um, I was like happy with my job. There was nothing wrong with my job, but I always had this kind of thought of, after reading the book, I was like, yeah, it would be nice to like start uh, a, a business or just to get some additional money coming in at the side. Okay, and awesome. So in early 2016, I remember setting myself a goal that, yeah, I want to like start that business. Um, and yeah, there's just a few of the uh, people that were following on YouTube 
at the time who had uh, fitness channels and talked about starting their own business offered one of the uh, person that I followed closely offered uh, a coaching session for like if in case people wanted to start their business or just in general he offered a coaching session so I thought of like taking that up um, yeah and I had like an idea at the time of a potential business opportunity and yes. yeah I just took that took it from there so that idea at the time that you had for a potential business opportunity is that what you ended up pursuing back when I was thinking about this I was in India and I was uh, planning my move to Australia so as part of the move I needed to take a test of English at the time um, called the PT academic which um, and I needed a really high score to uh, get the required points to move to Australia um, so yeah when I was preparing for the test uh, it was kind of a new test that had been launched and there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, resources to prepare for that test online um, and yeah so I kind of had to figure my way like how to prepare for the how do I prepare for that exam and like uh, it, it was it wasn't something that was ready uh, there weren't resources that were readily available on the internet at the time for that test and I saw that as a market opportunity and I thought that this would be a perfect fit maybe I could just create some content around the exam and take it from there yeah and that's that's how it kind of got started Awesome. So you were working full time, not in marketing at the time. No. And then you wanted to move to Australia. And in yeah. order to move to Australia, you needed to pass a test, an English test called the yes. PTE examination yes. or whatever it's called, PTE. Yes. And after realizing that there weren't many resources to help you pass the test and you needed quite a high mark, you saw this as a potential opportunity for you. Yes, that's right. Awesome. So after identifying this as an opportunity, what did you, what was the next steps? What did you do to actually take this idea and turn it into a business? Mm, so, yeah, so I kind of, I thought of like, okay, what is the product going to be at the, at the, like, I have this idea, like, how do I, I have this information with me of like, how do, how did I pass, pass that test and get a really high score? And I noticed that that was in demand. A lot of people on the internet were looking for somebody who had a really high score and was ready to share that information. So although there were people out there that had the same knowledge that I did, it just nobody had the time to kind of put that together into like uh, easily digestible format that people could consume, right? So um, what happened at the time was I thought, okay, I, I need a product and what's the quickest product that I can create? And I thought of creating an ebook. Um, so I, I just kind of drafted out an outline of an ebook and, um, yeah, I began, I began, uh, writing the ebook. I thought, okay, I'm just going to, um, start writing whatever I know about this test, put it out there, uh, in like a word document. Basically I just opened up a word document and <clears throat> I just made a commitment to kind of, uh, work on that for like literally like two to three hours a day, some day, sometimes even like half an hour a day, one hour a day. But whatever time I had outside of my work hours, I just uh, tried to put that energy into creating that book, uh, the the ebook e that I want or the product that I wanted to create. Awesome. That's amazing. So you've spent time now creating this ebook. You've gone into a word processor and you put aside time, I'm assuming outside of your work hours to create this document to make it easier for people to pass this PTE exam. Yes. What was your next steps of actually getting it out there and how did you market it? How did you get people to hear about it and how did you get people to pay for it? Okay. So I really had no idea 
how what like I had I had an ebook that I was kind of halfway uh, done writing, and yes. at that point I didn't have like any idea. Okay, what do I do? How do I like sell? Put this on a website? Uh, there wasn't a lot of like information or tutorials out there. Kind of, uh, I believe how how it would be right now. Um, so there was less, lot less information in terms of how to actually make that a reality at the time. Um, so like like I said, one of the person that I was following, he had like a coach coaching program, and literally in that program, I told him I want to start this business. I have this ebook uh, ready with me. Um, like, what do I do? And he literally kind of told like since he's uh, sold similar products before, he told me yeah, this is how you set up your website. This is the tool that you use to create your landing page. This is how I would write my sales copy. Um, yeah, these are some ideas for promoting your uh, product. So he kind of gave me a, a, a very good overview of how to turn that product and what are the necessary building blocks to kind of make that a reality. So I first set up my um, landing page. I used something called lead pages at the time. Just uh, my website was just like a single page website. Yes. So I had to like figure out how to do like the domain hosting and purchase the domain and uh, uh, just set that all up. Then I had a single page website and um, yeah, uh, I was figuring out how to write copy for that website. And uh, at the same time, I was like, okay, how do I start uh, promoting? Like, how do I how do people know that okay i have an ebook and i'm like it's just something that i i have to offer so the um, i just looked at different things that were available at the time so the uh the biggest uh kind of the, the thing that was trending at that, that time was like video videos so um but there weren't like, any videos for that test at the time uh, like literally if you if i put in the exam there was this like probably one video which the test takers themselves uh Put together just like an overview about the exam but there wasn't any like person delivering content uh on the exam so i just thought like yes. that, that would be like an easy that because there was no competition in that market i could just like do like a video and um let's see how that goes you know so basically i just like took my phone at the time um recorded like a video on a part of the exam that was kind of i think that was a speaking section that was like the worst video ever and i just yes. put it out there to see what happens and that video ended up kind of because it was the only video in the niche a lot of people ended up viewing it and um yeah what i offered at the end of the video so i, I delivered value in the video and at the end of the video mm -hmm. i kind of said hey, if you want more help uh, i have like a free resource in the description and basically that took them to a landing page which uh, gave which uh, it asked them to provide their email address so i got the email address i gave them the free template and then they were onto my email list. So I just started building out my email list through YouTube. Uh, and because that video went so well, I started doing more videos. And um, yeah, it just it was uh, that that kind of helped me build my email list, which turned out to be a really good resource for the online. Awesome. So you created a YouTube channel to start promoting and putting out content. Or actually, it sounds like you created this YouTube channel just to test out the waters and see if there was actually a demand for these type of videos. You then um, saw that there was because you're getting some views and some interaction on those videos and you're using those videos to build number one, build a brand and number two, actually sell your ebook at the time. Yes, that's right. So I primarily use it to, um, yeah, just for people to know about my ebook and for, uh, also to get like email leads. So like okay. a few of the videos, I directed them directly to my ebook, 
where they could make the purchase and for a few of the videos i directed them to my uh to like a free template and they came onto my email list and then i kept send i send them emails about about the exam and uh also made them an offer to purchase the ebook over there amazing fantastic so now you're starting to get some sales you're starting to build some traction yeah at this point you're still living in india is that correct yes that's right okay awesome but you had the goals to move to australia yes so the goal was to move to i was still waiting awaiting my visa and uh, i think so this happened in like what have I told you happened in 2015, late 2015, and then um, yeah, I started getting my I got my first sale I think December 2015, um, and um, yeah, so that that's when I was like, oh wow, this is like something like somebody actually bought like a product for the first time. Yes, I was like that was like a big moment for me, um, and I, I was I wasn't expecting much other like okay, let's see how it goes, but surprisingly, just because there was no competition at the time, I started like within like the next two months i started getting uh like a lot of sales from the ebooks i was getting around like five or six sales a day for my ebook and the ebook was priced around 20 dollars um and i started making uh, probably like more than what i was making for my full-time jo job like really soon um, wow and that's when i was like okay now this is something that i could like really take seriously so I think uh, that was like in around March, I decided, okay, now any, I'm, I'm going to go to Australia anyways. My visa is about to like, um, should be there in a few months. So I might as well like quit my job and um, like give this a, a shot and see how this goes. Um, so I thought, okay, if I could move to Australia and not have a job and like kind of uh, run this business as well, that would really be ideal. Uh, yes. That would allow me to like travel and live off this uh as well um so yeah that was the goal at the time uh, it, it started doing more than it started making more money than my job and i quit my job at the time and then i started working on it full time how, how did it feel having this additional income coming in like when you realize that you know this is something that's potentially a side hustle but it's also creating more income than your regular job um <laughs> It was really exciting to be honest. It felt like yeah. really good that you know I could generate more money than what I was like working at the time. And with yes, I would say without there, there was like a significant amount of effort put into to doing that. But just um, I, I really underestimated what I what I was capable of doing and how yes. well it could do. Um, so just to see that grow uh, so quickly at the time was. Uh, was was really encouraging and to see the money coming in uh it was good i had like a lot of money to spend as well yeah. that's amazing so so you basically went from zero knowledge about marketing zero side hustle zero income coming in besides for your regular job yeah. and you learn a skill set that allowed you to make money online yeah. so how could you if, if you were someone who was new to the marketing industry what advice would you give them or what did you do in those early days that allowed you to learn so quickly and actually turn your knowledge into an income um so what did i do i think a few things that worked really well for me at the time uh it's a combination of the product and it's more a question also of like timing of the product um so the product that I had, it was a unique product at the time. There was nobody else offering an ebook. It was like a new test. Um, so that was really, that really worked to my advantage. 
just because there was no one doing it, there was so much less competition and it was so much easier to do well in that market. So if you yes. can be first in the market for whatever you're trying to do, or if it's like a, a, a new newer kind of market or it's a newer kind of product or category, I think that's something which will help help could help people a lot. Uh, the other thing was also um, I was the first to put it put content on videos when no one was doing that. Uh, or when YouTube really wasn't kind of a really big thing. It was pretty big back then as well. But um, not everyone kind of put up videos on YouTube. It was kind of an uncomfortable thing to do. Um, so yeah, just going out and doing that and testing how that worked. I think uh, that was that, that was like a big takeaway. Because it wasn't like easy doing those videos. Um, it was like, what would people think? And all these other things kind of come up mm -hmm. in your mind. Um, but now it's just like normal. Now everyone's doing it, right? So yes. if I were to do the same thing now with the same product, it's not something that would work. Sure. Uh, so it was like a com combination of time, the timing and really doing what is uncomfortable in like a new kind of uh, market at that time. Awesome. So you had a unique product. And on top of having a unique product, which had a demand for it, by the way, yes. you also put yourself out there and did the uncomfortable thing and actually took action. So yes, to really bring it back to someone who's new to the marketing industry, or even if you're already in the marketing industry, the way that I see this relating and, and you could add to this or, or even like change, change what I'm about to say, but basically, um, come up with, with ideas, whether they're um, something you see as a, a good opportunity for your company and potentially even something that hasn't been done before. So the idea is something that's really important to come up with. And I think that that's potentially not the hardest part. The hardest part is probably part two of the equation, which is actually putting yourself out there, having that conversation with the people you need to speak to, recording that video as in uh, Steven's case and putting it out there or really whatever it takes to to get your ideas out there and communicate them with your market, which in this case is the company that you're working for. Uh, yes, I think you put it right. Uh, I also think uh, it's also important to, uh, what I would like to add to that is uh, it's it's really, a, if you can learn to kind of test things that no one else is testing or no one else is doing that could be like a really good source of uh, of income of just like getting a lot of clicks if you're doing marketing uh, mm. at a lower price point um so for me it was like youtube at that stage no one else was doing it in my niche at least and uh it's something that i could see was kind of on on the way up so that's something that worked uh, later down the line some uh, other platforms like uh quora that's like a question and answer uh, question and answer kind of uh, website uh, yes. it's not it's not big in a lot of countries but uh, for my market there were a lot of people posting questions over there and i just did like really long answers and um, i got a lot of leads from there as well sure. so these are not, like i kind of stayed away from um probably just starting off with this google google ads or facebook ads uh, it could have worked at the time as well but mm -hmm. if i i was just looking for like organic um uh, organic sources of traffic at the time so the, those like platforms work really well for me and no one else was using it as well even quora at the time i, I eventually started doing quora ads i didn't do like facebook ads or google ads uh, yes the cost per clicks were really high for me at mm -hmm. the time i didn't have like I, I didn't want to risk uh i didn't have the expertise to kind of really 
do well in that market given the price point as well uh, of my product um so yeah just kind of understanding what works for your product what are the alternate sources of traffic or advertising that you could test out uh, if it works that that it could end up being like really good for you because no one else is doing it if it doesn't you can always like try something else awesome that's i think that's really great spot on advice so at this point you're in india you're earning an awesome income from a 20 dollar ebook which to me is amazing it just blows my mind every time i hear a statistic like that like you're able to actually replace your uh, full-time income and even increase your full-time income from a $20 ebook. So that's amazing. Um, what, what was the process or I get, I'm assuming at this point your visa to Australia got approved. Yes. So my visa to Australia got approved. It took a little bit longer than, uh, I expected, but it did get approved. And, and yeah, then I was like, uh, planning my move to Australia that year. Awesome. So while you're planning your move to Australia, were you still working for the original company? Um, so I left my original company in April, 2016, um, yes. and I moved to Australia in October, 2016. So there was a gap of around like probably four months over there. Okay. Where I was like work building, trying to build my business at the time. Awesome. And so you build your business over this time period and then you move to Australia. What was, what was it like moving to Australia, both from, I guess, coming, coming to Australia, completely different culture and environment, as well as running this online business at the same time? I think that was like really challenging, um, especially because I, I set a goal of um, like starting, having an online video version, video course version of kind of the, the product so i just had an ebook and i wanted to launch a video course and the expectation was okay if i have a video course at a higher price point then um i could increase revenues because the money that i was making in, in india to kind of uh which where i was making more than what i made at my job in india if i made that same amount of money in australia it wouldn't really work uh, or oh, I'd need a significantly higher amount of money just to cover living expenses because uh, living expenses in India are much lower than uh, Australia. So yes. I had to like increase uh, revenue if I wanted to keep the business going in Australia as well. Um, so I had a target of doing a video course. And I, I remember like when I first got here, uh, I just finished recording the video course in India and I was creating the marketing funnels and, and, and really kind of trying to build um, that that up and yeah it was just three months of me sitting yeah i was living in my aunt's house at the time um in in western sydney and i was this three months i was just like basically at home trying to build that uh, and get my online course out there so it was really challenging uh because I, I didn't know a lot of people in australia at the time like i didn't have any friends so it was also kind of uh lonely at that time the first three months because i was just focused on my business and i didn't really go make an effort to go out and meet new people um, but it did pay off uh, at the time because, uh, yeah, the I managed to launch the online video course uh, at, at a higher price point, and yeah, it kind of made started making enough money for me to live in Australia and not uh, still not be employed. Awesome, that's amazing. So now you're living in Australia. You've got this online business that's supporting you, allowing you to live in Australia. And I'll, I'll even add to that because I know a bit about your story. You're living in Bondi Beach, which is 
quite amazing for for anyone in Australia to be living, you know, in in that that area where the cost of living is a bit higher than other places around Australia. And you're fully supported at this point by an online business. At this point, you've switched over to a uh, video course on top of this ebook of yours. Yes. What allowed you to keep going? What did you have to do different when you started selling this video course versus when you first started and you and you were posting those YouTube videos? What did you do differently when you switched over and you came to Australia and now you really needed to grow the business? How did you scale? Uh, okay, so the first thing that kind of I had to do differently uh, at, at that stage of the market when I was launching the video course, the competition started creeping up. There were like more people started entering the market, uh, trying to have their own products. Um, so I just, so earlier there was like no, I, I didn't have to do anything different for me to kind of stand out. It was just like me telling about, I was the only product and it was easy to kind of sell. But now I had to like uh, also do a little bit more about the marketing. I tried to add my story into um, into my sales material uh, so that people could relate to me better and really understand where, uh, where I was coming from. So that kind of gave me an edge over others because I had that story and I could weave that into my uh, in, into the messaging and, and the marketing that I was send, sending across to cl- to potential clients. Um, so just working on, on the marketing side a little bit more and uh, crafting those stories, doing e- email campaigns um, and uh, launch sequences to kind of sell the product. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was something that I had to learn and, and pick up on, uh, which is not something that I did a lot of earlier. Awesome. So you mentioned and you're talking about actually weaving some of your story into the marketing message. Mm. How important would you say it is to weave a story into this message? Mm, I think it's the most important thing that you can do. Um, Cause really like I, I could just list down 10 features of why someone can buy my product and I can, or you, I can list down 10 reasons why I, would maybe be good for this job, but it's only like when you have a conversation with people or someone really learns about you and connects with you, um, that they really trust you enough to kind of maybe buy your product or if you're applying for a job, like give you a job, right? So that level of connection needs to be there. And I think stories is a good way to kind of get people to relate to your experiences, uh, learn about you a little bit more so that there's uh, better trust, uh, this trust build between people and then that naturally leads to uh, people wanting to work with you. Awesome. That's, that's really cool and really good insight into the importance of stories. Do you have any tips or any advice on how people can create stories? Like when I say create stories, I mean, weave them into their conversations or marketing messages or interviews. Like how do you go about actually developing these stories in a way that relates to your audience, which in this case would be the person you're speaking to. Yeah. So what I, what I did or what I'd encourage people to do is to look at it from the perspective of the customer, mm-hmm. or if you're going for an interview, look at it from a perspective of an interviewer and just look, uh, just ask like, what does that person want? Or what does that person one what is that person looking out for so if it's a customer for me i know that this the person the person taking the test wants to move to australia he probably wants a better job he probably is like um he's having a lot of issues where he's based so i'm kind of like 
if I can talk more about it from from that angle of uh, like telling him that hey, you know, like you might yeah, this letting him know that I understand these are the things that you kind of struggle with, and now I have a solution for you versus just telling him hey, I'm really good at this. I have this solution. Uh, it's more effective if I go down that route where I kind of uh, kind of make it, make sure that. I, uh, that he understands that I understand what he's looking out for, if that made sense. So, um, so if it was for the interview, I would kind of uh, relate to make sure the interview is clear of like clear that I know what he's looking out for. Uh, maybe try and like restate that and weave elements of that into my narrative. So, for example, if I have uh, ten skills that are really useful, and I know the interview is only looking for those uh, maybe three of those skills. I'll talk more about those three skills and uh, explain uh, parts in in the past where I've demonstrated those skills. So similarly with a customer, if if I have um, around ten benefits that my product has, but there are like three that the customer is really looking for, I'm going to focus more on those three uh, parts because I know that it's something that he's really looking out for. So it's just like understanding really what the other person wants and then. Uh, making sure to, to tie back what what you have to give uh, and highlight those parts in, in a little bit more detail. Awesome. That's some really awesome, like great advice that we've actually heard people say on this podcast before, which is to essentially phrase back what you just said. Firstly, find out what the person wants that you're talking to, whether that's in an interview, whether you already have a job and you are trying to convey your message. So find out what the other person wants and then use stories or use your experiences to weave that in and demonstrate why your solution or why you should be doing the job. Yeah. So, so that's awesome. Um, now, I know a little bit about your story, so, and, and it's definitely an ongoing one. But at this point, you've, 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 you've set up quite a, a following on YouTube. You've grown your email list. You've got a good marketing system in place. You've already sold, you know, hundreds of copies of this ebook. You've evolved it to a video course. What did you do next? What was the the next step after um, this video course? Um, so after that, I was. Uh, th that's when things started getting even more. Th this more competition uh, started entering the market. Uh, so uh, me just doing video course. Like the thing is in in the marketing industry or just in any business in general um you can't have like a stagnant product it has to be continuously be evolving and i think in the long term the product needs to be really good so i think when I, uh, what happened when i initially i just did the ebook then i did the video course and then i focused heavily on the marketing and i didn't pay a lot of attention to the product um so that's when i noticed that other people in the market had a better product than what i had um so that's when I realized, like, you know what, I really should start focusing on the product more. And that's when I, uh, like, redesigned my product. I started offering, uh, I just started doing group coaching sessions because I noticed a lot of people would end up buying the video course, but not everyone would kind of use it or um, take it to completion. Whereas if I did a, a group coaching format, uh, I had a smaller set of people. I could charge, like, a higher uh, fee from them. and. Yes. It was also more exciting to work with people first and see them get the results. So it had a, it was much more beneficial to the customer because they had a higher success rate. Um, and it was also, it also worked out well for me because I got to interact with people, see the results that they were getting. 
um yeah so that was a kind of a, a a switch that i did we stopped the video courses and focused more on doing uh the online um group coaching and i also got to work with clients see kind of what worked what did not work so i did more of what worked less of what didn't work and kind of just refine the the program and it got it got it down to a point where more people were having success with the product amazing and, and then that kind of like people once people started getting results they started telling their friends they got referrals through that um so yeah it's worked out well awesome so that's a a, a really crazy story i mean just to think about you are in a completely different country zero marketing or business experience you're you're working a full-time job and you managed to actually teach yourself marketing and teach yourself and learn the business skills required start a business in india grow it up to the point where you could move to australia and after that just continue to develop it evolve it and grow it so i have a question for you and this is a question that i ask everyone that comes onto the podcast hmm. what is the one thing that you did consistently that allowed you to get to where you are today um i think it's just like showing up and this like being really persistent with what i wanted um yeah i think that's like the most important thing just like showing up having knowing what i want and just going after that consistently uh, it's it's not something that i that i seem like you're going to see immediate results at, but if you just keep pushing at it, I think uh, that's that's when that's when you get that's when the most success is seen. Showing up and being consistent. Yeah, I love it. Great advice. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Yeah, thank it's you, Adam. Been, it was nice to have this conversation. Been really insightful, and I I believe it will help a lot of people who are the position where they're looking to dive further into the marketing world whether that's starting their own business start a side hustle i think there's some really valuable tips for everyone and a lot of gold throughout the interview so thank you again for joining us